<laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I hooked up my third mic to my uh, my bass guitar just for the shits and giggles of it. Hell yeah! Just just rip it up, dude. Just rip it up. What do you think of that, baby? That's a riff, man. That's a riff. That's a, that, that's a dirty riff. That's a fat riff. I'm just going to put it down because it's going to make a lot of noise. Maybe I should just like totally turn the amp off, too. <laughs> <laughs> or just rip it up. Yeah, or just, I could. I, I guess I could have just ripped it up. Rip, ripperoni. Do so, a little rip, do a little rip and dip. Oh yeah, always about the rip and dip. You know, oh, like yeah. when you get the cheesy bread and the marinara yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's how you you make the base funky. Oh, I think I'm gonna get Domino's pizza tonight. Thanks for the inspiration. No problem, man. I'm glad I inspired you. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with my friend, my <laughs> amazing, loving friend, and folk icon, of course. Uh, Ivan Rivers. Celebrate. You're, dude, you're so celebrated. You're celebrated by me. Don't worry. And welcome to Face It. I'm your host, Matt. And we're here today. Yeah, you're Ivan Rivers. And you totally came out with a new song today, didn't you? Yeah, man. I dropped a a new song, All the Rage. It's the first single from my new EP coming out on October 30th. It's called There's No Such Luck. And yeah, the new singles, it's storming, storming, it's Dormant. all the rage, it's all the rage. It is, dude, I love it, I've listened to it like 10 times now. <laughs> sweet. Oh man, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Ivan Rivers fan uh, of the Folk Celebrated Icon, because I have a signed copy of that uh, that album, the last one you made, which was, oh, yes. oof, so good. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, the confidant Mystic Keg split EP. Yeah, it's, it's, it's now it's... available on IvanRiversBandCamp.com/slash/merch. Ooh, you know? if you want to go oh. pick that up on Ivan Rivers' merch site, why not? He's I'll got... even bring it to your house. I'll oh. show up, but I got with the mask on. And I'll throw it on your lawn, and then I'll run away. Yeah, why not? Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, you you basically get to meet. The famous Ivan Rivers, the, the celebrated uh, folk icon, in, in from his a own very way. safe distance, yeah, five at yeah. least five feet away. <laughs> six feet, six, six feet. feet, six feet. <laughs> uh, how you been, man? I've been all right, you know, keeping keeping it pretty uh, low key. Yeah, uh, enjoying the enjoying the inside time, enjoying the sort of slower pace, despite. You know, the world's sort of crumbling all around us, uh, trying to make the best of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially right now for um, musicians, this is like such a good creative time in a way. And it's, it's horrible to say, but... Uh, it re- can be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just you're isolated and you really have nothing else sometimes to uh, condemn yourself to do other than create art as an, uh, a musician, you know? And uh, yeah. definitely you're going to see a lot of great, great songs start coming out. Even, I would say, films um, written during this time just because people are so inspired to do something outside of uh, socializing in a way, I guess. 
Um, well, there is it's 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 a it's a multifaceted thing because there's also the added pressure to create when you're in a situation where you feel like everybody wants to take some time off and decamp. You know what I mean? Exactly. Whereas when you when you consider creative work still like real work. Like you gotta, you gotta realize that is also equally as draining in times of in pandemic times and times of global strife. Oh, absolutely, and I, uh, I can totally agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 either either you you know you walk out of here like I have the best album I've ever written, the rock opera that's gonna storm the charts, like the Black Parade did in two thousand six or whatever. Right. Because <laughs> um, yeah, we're all waiting on our own emo rock opera. That's what we're all trying absolutely. to write. Absolutely, right? we're all trying I to write our own emo rock opera from the i think that's what our priorities are right absolutely every canadian um musician's passion is definitely towards making that emo rock opera because what else would you do with your life without it it's just what else the goal how else would you define the career of sloan if not trying to constantly pursue pursue that emo rock opera that album that's always escaped them you know they've got such wonderful wonderful music but that emo rock opera album just hasn't happened yet. Absolutely. It, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Sloan, <laughs> grow out your bangs. Oh, for Chris sure. Murphy, I know you can grow out your bangs. You got some nice long hair. Grow out your bangs. Swoop them. Uh, swoop them. Swoop them. <laughs> ah, that's too good. And uh, you're, you're good. I'm too good. Is that what you said? <laughs> I might have. Oh, thank you. Uh, so definitely with the you know the coronavirus being a thing and it's a strain on the artistic world too like you were saying for sure because i don't know if you noticed uh uh johnny depp created an instagram recently did you see that i have not seen that oh my god it's it's weird man like he uh he doesn't know like i don't think he understands social media because he literally admits to it he's like i've never been on social media and it's like the most awkward like 10 minute speech of him explaining why he's on social media and then he creates like uh, films now on Instagram where it's just like okay. little things where like he'll be playing with a napkin or something. And it's just like, okay, like, what is that? <laughs> I guess it's art. <laughs> it's something, Johnny, you know, you got to find something to do in these trying times. <laughs> he really does. You know, he needs to extend that cult of personality. If he's not making headline news, like as everyone's inside and no one's really strutting down Rodeo Drive, like exactly. Johnny, like... You gotta, you gotta stick your nose up there, and make some happen in the headlines again. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, I don't know. Do you feel like with the the coronavirus, do you think concerts are going to be an eventual um, thing in the near future, or do you think it's going to be another year or so before concerts really are able I think to pick up a year or so? I think we still have to wait like a year for the for a vaccine to be totally prepared, right? Yeah um to be clinically approved and it's so i think any before anything needs to happen like we need to get that vaccine out there oh 100 uh, um um other than that like you know the, I, I i've been yeah i've enjoyed all the at-home concerts truthfully like the, the it's it's been a unique thing it's i've seen some of my favorite artists do some of my favorite songs in a way that I didn't really consider before a cool medium. Like sometimes I take for granted live concerts, you know, so like online I, concerts. Uh, I, I, I really think. got into it. Um, what was it? Uh, is, is that, what is it? The, uh, the black Sabbath 
current guitarist. I forget his name right now. It's like Zed Zaplin or something or Zed Sabbath. Uh, but he used to do it like all the freaking time, like all the time. Uh, I was just do like live shows from oh, his yeah. Facebook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He would just yeah. do live shows from his Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, when coronavirus started, every like it was it was a thing before coronavirus. Like people just did it. Like a lot of yeah. like mostly indie musicians because it was a way to get interaction. But it was definitely interesting to start seeing like bands like Arkells and. Uh, you get to start seeing like um who else like one of my favorites was ben gibbard from uh, death cat for cutie oh yeah i forgot he did one too he did a few he was doing like a weekly show for a while at the beginning i don't, I don't know awesome. if it's even still raging on but he was going for quite some time and he was playing deep cuts like like that's, that's from like solo ep like split eps he did yeah. like in like 2004 five or something oh yeah i was like oh you're bringing out that you're bringing out you remind me of home ben gibbard yes please <laughs> this is great i think and it was it was a thrill <sighs> one of one of my favorite musicians uh micah schnabel he was in a band called two Cow garage and i, I yeah. think they're still semi-active but he's been doing uh a lot of solo work for the past few years he did a, a great show he's been doing lots of great shows him and his, and his partner uh did it as well vanessa jean speckman they've been doing shows together it's been it's been it's been a hoot and a holler. Oh yeah, so like just watch like your favorite artists. Absolutely. I saw Chad Price from Drag the River and all do like all these like intimate versions of some of my favorite songs just in his kitchen. And I'm like, this is it's live. It's 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 almost it's not better than a show, but you even see like even for some of these shows that are only getting forty five people tuned in or they're getting like a hundred people tuned in, you know what I mean? It's still just as intimate a crowd. It's pretty cool. And for those hundred people, it's like the coolest thing ever. Like, uh, yeah. I tune into Mark Marin's all the time, and like yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty oh, got a lot. reoccurring uh, guest on his live stream. I like to say hi and pop my head in. But man, he—I don't know—recently he gets like really like agitated and stuff because I don't know if you knew this, but his girlfriend passed away uh, a few like during COVID. Um, oh, I did not know, know that. Ago, no. Yeah. Uh, well, about a month or two ago now. And, uh, yeah, like, people will, like, I don't know, bring it up in the chat. And it's just like, dude, like, don't do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that's awful, yeah. And the, so, internet, the internet brings up the worst in people sometimes. And, you know, it affects him. And you can see it in his face, right? Because he's reading the chat as he's, like, performing it or whatever. And I think the coolest part about the concerts, like, set aside the worst parts about it, like, the fact that people can be negative. Um the fact that like you can have this interaction straight with your audience without being face to face with them. You can literally communicate with like hundreds of people at once um, and literally answer each one of their questions. Like it's a, a Q and a with some talk show host, which is such an intimate way to be engaged with your audience. Uh, I, my favorite part about it all is the fact that like they'll like stop playing music to just have a conversation sometimes, which is so cool. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. about you, like, uh, whenever they just start to have a conversation with the audience about, like, I don't know, whatever, like, their life or, like, their guitar or why they're playing the way they're playing or uh, teaching the song. That's another thing I've noticed. A lot of musicians are, like, City and Color, they were teaching some of their songs on their uh, on their Instagram to people. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. which I, And I think Arkells was doing that, too, and a few other bands. But it's just cool to see such interaction with the fan base um i've had a lot of fun uh 
or I did two live. I did a few live shows, but my 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 favorite ones were these series I did called the Quarantine Country Corral. Ooh. <laughs> where uh, I got on the live stream dressed up in my my finest uh, country and western duds and uh, played a bunch of uh, you know hillbilly anthems. You know, it was pretty good. I did. I covered basically a bunch of classic country songs from old times, modern times. You know, alt country. And I and uh, it was pretty fun. Like I did it really, as I said, as you said, like my favorite part was also interacting with the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going through the Facebook comments and like getting requests shot out, uh, going back and forth with uh, friends as they logged in from all different places. Especially when you know it first started, we did. You know, it felt like we didn't know how long it was going to go on. Uh, it was. It was, and it's still going on. But like, it, it was. It was. It was wild to like check it with family and friends from all over the country and all over the continent and be like, Hey, we're in the, we're in the chat room. Play, uh, play Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was pretty, it was pretty fun. Oh, dude, I believe it. And you know, it's like not even like, like parents too. Like, you know, yeah. like it'd be like, it'd be like your buddies and then your buddy's <laughs> parents are in the room too. And then their kids and you're and all of a sudden you're like your second cousin, third removed yeah. is in the chat room yeah. too. <laughs> it's real, it was, it was such a fun time. Uh, I believe it, man, honestly. And I think, the coolest part about it maybe for you is like all the inspiration that probably comes from that too. It's like being able like it, to be inspired by your audience, like having been taken away from your audience in a way for however long and then being able to re-experience like the audience in such a different way that allows you to, um, I guess, in a, like, how do I describe it? diversify your intuition towards your audience. You know, you basically know exactly what they're looking for from you. Where like before you kind of have to guess what your audience wants, right? Where like interacting with them straight um, through chat is completely different than like yelling at them at the bar saying, hey, play Garth Brooks, you know? It's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also the nature atmosphere. of the show was that it was more interactive. You know, yeah. when I'm on my own, it's 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 maybe more performance based. Maybe it's more like you're here for the show that I'm here to present, but the nature of the show is very much like, okay, we're all stirring the pot here. We're all part of the same. Yeah. We're all, we all got spoons in the same soup cauldron. We're you know? all in it together. But, yeah. Uh, it was, it was fun. Cause like the first show I did, I mostly had a set list prepared and I took all the requests that people made from the first show and did an all request show as the second show. Oh, that's cool, man. So it's pretty fun. It gave me a fun chance to break out of my, not out of my comfort zone, but go for songs I didn't necessarily know very well and like take a few risks and, uh, and, and do some real cool, cool tracks. Yeah. And definitely change it up a bit and diversify. Right. Yeah. Oh man. So, uh, I know you have a deep cut collection of vinyl just as much as me. What's, yeah. what's some of your deep cuts you got, my friend? Oh, what are you thinking? I, I got, I got a, I'm, I'm just cataloging my records on Discogs right now, and I'm about halfway through, and I realized I've got, I've got over a thousand records. Jesus, man, I, I think I'm only in the three hundreds, four hundreds. You're, you're way ahead of me there, buddy. I've got a few, so I got, I got some really cool cuts. Um, let me think. What's the fun one? I've got, uh, oh, I've got Willie Nelson's "Yesterday's Wine." on like on merlot colored vinyl which like it's like a burgundy mix with like a bunch of like other milky colors sort of sneaking their way in there that sounds and so it, sexy with a gatefold that came with a giant poster 
uh, years ago, and I just threw this EP up on Spotify. My old alter ego, Mikey Chuck Rivers, uh, had an EP called Last Night's Beer, inspired by Willie Nelson's Yesterday's Wine. <laughs> That's good. Last Night's Beer, Yesterday's what? Wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it. <laughs> and I'm and I've always had it on CD, but I I this year when I've been doing a lot of record shopping during a shutdown, especially to help keep those record stores open. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. There's this. Uh... Orange Monkey is the one I try and like go to whenever I have the chance here in Kitchener. They just they opened just before COVID happened, <laughs> so it was like awful timing. And uh, I used to go to this place called Forch's Records, which uh, they closed down uh, just when COVID happened. They were just like, "Yeah, we're not even gonna try this." Oh, see, I, I go to Encore in Kitchener all the time. Encore, yeah, Encore is pretty good spot. too. And the and the thing is with them, they have an online store, so you can do curbside pickup. That's where didn't I didn't even have to go inside the store, which is really great. That's actually where I bought my first record. I bought Dark Side of the Moon there. That was my first oh, record. Amazing. I yeah. I just got uh I just got uh Nirvana's MTV Unplugged sessions from Encore. Oh, it's so good, man. I love the vinyl version of it. I have it. Oh. Do the double LP or the yeah, single? Yeah, the, the, the double, the double. You got the double. I got the single. Uh I'm I, I gotta admit I'm uh I'm I'm still pretty new to getting into Nirvana. I put off listening to them for like most of my adult life what? because it never hit me. There was just too many uh, shitty guitar dudes in high school who had Nirvana t-shirts, and I thought yeah. you guys are just as much. You're just a bunch of clones, man. You're just a bunch of sheep. But those you're exactly are the, what Kurt would have hated. Yeah, so, the, but those people don't get it though, man. Those people aren't the I'm ones who understand it. Kurt. I, like none of them would, probably even know who Meat Puppets are, right? Like they probably never heard of Meat Puppets, and they're yeah. probably like, oh, like. Half of those songs played on MTV Live are like, they probably think every MTV oh. Live song is Kurt Cobain's and like Nirvana. Well, that's completely not true. There's like David Bowie in there, Meat Puppets. Uh, I think he plays a Queen song at one point. I don't remember. It was a Lead Belly song. Yeah, the Vaseline's. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, he's a great artist, and Kurt's a great artist. The whole band, Nirvana, is fantastic. I just took so long, and uh, and every every time I, I take the time to actually listen to them, and have a moment with them, I'm like, oh right, this band's fantastic. Of course they are. <laughs> I just I thought it was sort of cool to not like them for a while in my own mind. I thought, like by just shutting them, I thought I was like being alternative to that's, the alternative. That's definitely <laughs> like, how I felt about Rob Zombie in high school. Where like, if I told people I was a fan of Rob Zombie, like. You know, they get like weirded out by it. They'd be like, Ew, like what? Like, or like Marilyn Manson. Like, so I just kept that shit to myself during high school. I was just like secretly listening to Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson. So <laughs> I wasn't sure if people were going to think it's okay because people, I just didn't think understood Rob Zombie anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people didn't get yeah. it. And I still don't think people get it. Like I'll be like jamming to Rob Zombie hard in my car and people will look at me like, what is this guy doing? One of my favorite bands to jam to in the car, Ramstein. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, oh, really? Eh? I blare Duhast. I freaking sing every German lyric. It's it's the most terrifying thing for anybody around me. In my first ever high school performance, we had these things called coffee houses at our school. Did you have those? I had something similar. Yeah. They're like a talent show, basically. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, but like without without the competition, just sort of a nice variety show and. Uh, and we had, I did a, there's this one guy the first time I ever went to a coffee house when I was in grade eight and he did this awesome set of medleys, but pop hits 
and rock hits all in one little set. Oh, just the verse so and the cool. chorus is a little in and out. Some for some for laughs, some for because the song ruled. I was like, this guy, this is performance peak right here. <laughs> so I decided I would do a medley of songs and included every time by Britney Spears and included Tell That Mickey Just Made My List of Things to Do Today by Fall Out Boy. Ooh. And it included uh, a little bit of Duhash by Ramstein. <laughs> nice. Duhash to Mish. You know, I yeah, was like, yeah, I got yeah, it yeah. down. Such I, a good but I wasn't song. that good at the guitar yet. I was still pretty new. I was still just trying out the, you know. But dude, that's a hard the... that's a hard song to learn on guitar. Like for like And you know, when you're just a dude just yeah. sitting up on a stage, sitting on a stool, playing it on an electric guitar, like by yourself. It's a little goofy too. Yeah, definitely. But I I go to the bathroom and there's this guy and he's a good friend of mine now, my good buddy uh, Ryan Hombach. He was sitting there, going to the bathroom beside me, and I and I, I go to the bathroom and he goes to talk to his friend. He goes, "Hey, did you hear that guy who killed Ramstein?" <laughs> <laughs> and he meant like destroyed it in a bad way. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like he just yeah, he botched it, and I was like, ah. Shit. And I was like, that was like such a humiliating moment, but I still, you know what? To this day, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Because you know why? You hate me. You hate me. <laughs> you <laughs> hate Gosh, to love me. Is. You love to hate me. <laughs> you love to hate me. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Ryan's great. Ryan plays in the band called Ridgeway with my buddy Heavy Kevy Frame, and uh, in London, Ontario, and they've got a they've got a great little album out that you should check out on Spotify. Yeah, I definitely will. What's yeah. uh, what's the album called? If you I think might, it's know. called No Li-Fi. No Li-Fi. No, that's the name of the EP. Let oh, me just okay. check. Yeah, no problem. Heavy, heavy. Sorry for this. Uh, for this, not having this on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it is How called dare No you? Li-Fi. It is called No Li-Fi. Oh, there Li-Fi. you go. You got okay. him. You got him. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. I doubted myself, but I had it all no, along. I solid. had it in my heart all along. You were there. <laughs> yeah. You were there for your friend. That's what matters. Yeah. I've got to say, I've, I've had a pretty busy uh, musical 20, uh, 2020, despite it all there, Mr. Lipke. Yeah? What, what's yeah. the most uh, progressive thing you've done uh, or different thing you've done, would you say, since? I, I've, I've put out three records this year i'm about Holy to put out three records cow. this year is that a record yeah. for how many records you've put out it's maybe a tie <laughs> are you looking to break it are you gonna are you gonna try and put out four before the end of december i see the original plan was to have five records out this year wow i wanted to put that's out a five solid plan before i and that's the thing i put out an ep called drag my corpse through the country music hall of fame uh, I put that out on New Year's Day. It dropped at midnight. It was the first EP of 2020. <laughs> That's awesome. And and I dropped that. I was like, I want to keep putting stuff out. So I had locked in with my buddy Jeb the QB. He's my producer, Zach Katie. Fantastic dude. He's been working on me with that record at the Cat Box out in Cambridge, Ontario. And Shout then for this one, we decided to we decided to camp down here in Guelph at what we called the Dissonant Folk Factory. Ooh. And uh, we had a great time with my good friend Katie Lambert came by, Katie LaMare. She sung on there and it was like, I was like, wanted to make it like a, 
Tweet Folk, Cutesy, Indie Pop, Acoustic Record with a drum machine, twinkly synths, and just acoustic guitar and like nice little melodies. And for the most part, that's it, except for a really nice sort of country weeper at the end featuring my good buddy Aaron Goldstein on Pedal Steel, who really ties the song together and really finishes off the EP fantastically. And that's the new EP called There's No Such Luck dropping on October 30th, 2020. And dude, I can't wait to get a hold of it, man. In between that, even, my band stuck out here, a punk band from Toronto. We released a live album called Live at Rum Runners back in June. So that's three records put out this year. Three. So you're, three. You're, you're, you're cutting it right exactly on uno, dos, tres, just like Green Day did. But uh... <laughs> You know, that they're, they're not just an inspiration. They are the inspiration. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Green Day are fantastic. Like, despite... Uh, I think it was very cool to like stop liking Green Day for a while as you came of a certain age. It was. Or to sort of give up on Green Day as they made their more overreaching concepts. Like American Idiot, you gotta say, is one of the best punk records of this millennium. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the best rock records of this millennium. It is fantastic front to back. Um, uh, <laughs> Did you go see is... them live? I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them live. I saw them in London when uh, they were on the American Idiot tour. Ah, uh, so you so you know Trent comes out in the bunny suit, right? I don't remember that. But uh, I was, maybe he wasn't was... doing it yet. Maybe he just wasn't doing it yet. But uh, he comes out at the beginning of the show now. Like uh, at least since uh, I don't know when it was, but I went and seen him on the Twenty One Guns tour, and oh, yeah. uh, and I went and seen him again during uh, Uno Dos Tres, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both times, like, he came out in a bunny suit, like a pink bunny suit, and just, like, revved the audience up uh, during, like, Bohemian Rhapsody and all that. Because I don't know if many people know this, but they always play Bohemian Rhapsody before. Did they do that for you? I think then? I remember that, yeah. yeah. So, and if you don't sing, they get, like, security to basically, like, kick you out. But, like, come on. Who doesn't sing Bohemian Rhapsody? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so catchy. It's so... My, and they have the lyrics on the screen. Like, how do you not? My friend Randy has this new playlist uh, he showed me the other day. It's called Unimpeachable Jams. It's just songs that you just can't argue with, that they're just unimpeachable jams. They're just total bops. Yeah, you just and can't And Bohemian Rhapsody not. was on that playlist. <laughs> it's a definite bop. It's a definite bop. Well, let, let me guess what else could be on there. Is like some Toto on there? Some Africa. I don't think Toto was on there. No. <gasps> no Toto. What? This, this 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 guy's got this guy's got some particular taste. I see. He's got he's got he's got he's got a refined palate. <laughs> yeah. Not not that there's anything wrong with Toto, but no. like, you know, careless whisper is on there. I see. I see where time his palate after, is. Time after time, time I see the on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, oh. For all those podcast listeners out there, you got to listen. There was a band from London, Ontario, where Matt and I met and became quite nice buds. Absolutely. There was a band when I was coming up as a, as a young one in Huron County in Clinton, Ontario, just down the road. They were called Machete Avenue. They were a piano acoustic guitar duo. Oh, I love that. And it was like the vocals were rough like Tom Waits, but the melodies were so soft and so like cool and emo. Yeah. And they were produced actually by the same producer who worked with my man Stuckett here, Siegfried Meyer. Uh, he's a fantastic, and he did their record. 
they were they put out one record on uh, underground operations called the first cuts machete avenue the first cuts genius and on that record they cover time after time by cindy lopper and it is fantastic you're gonna have to send me that one buddy i want to hear it's, it. it's, it's on spotify too yeah it's on spot i'm yeah, gonna definitely i'll, I'll, I'll send it over your way i'll send it your way you gotta check out this band i'm all about freaking piano duets man it's like honestly like such an underrated thing like people don't ever think like yeah like piano in an emo band or like piano in a punk band no it's freaking dope man don't like ever think it's not like keyboard indoors is what like sanctified you know like the fact that like a piano or a keyboard can be added to anything and make it freaking awesome no doors is another band i used to just shit on for fun it's just because of jim like... morrison man he's just an asshole you know yeah he sort of is but he's also just like one of those classic characters if anything that makes i don't know uh what am i trying to say i just i just always thought they were they were carnivalesque bullshit peddlers and then i put i realized i have a bunch of doors records and as i was <laughs> going through my collection and i put them on and i was like like what's the record called strange days is that what it's called yeah that one's really good yeah uh and i had and i put it on i was like is that what is that what it's called either way yeah yeah the uh, motel is one of my favorites and then my favorite song, hotel yeah yeah my favorite song by them is celebration of the lizard king have you ever heard that one no i don't think i have dude it's a, it's a 10 minute song it's a trip and it's it's basically about jim morrison experiencing this like weird trip like state where a snake is in his hotel room and is like slithering up his like <laughs> leg and shit and he's like describing it and going into detail about the snake and this woman in the bed with him and is everybody in and then like at the like you want to listen to the live version because you can he literally interacts with the audience and then the audience is like we're all in and then he's like okay everybody and then he just goes into it and then the music just comes in with the boom, 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 you know like the freaking like doors keyboard it's just like so like weird and edge like on edge and it just sounds like it shouldn't sound right and it's super like clown like and circus like Ah, oh, such a good song, but it's about him being a lizard king or thinking he is on acid. I've heard, I've heard about, it. I've heard him refer to that, refer to himself that way before. I've heard of that, of that tale. Yeah, of that lizard tale. It's, 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 it's a definite great weird ten minute song worth the listen. Sick. Send it, send it my way. Send the, I will. Send the, send the perfect I will live guy my way. The lizard king. Sick. But uh, I, I totally get why you could hate on the doors like i personally always like hated them when i was growing up up until like i was 15 because my mom they were like my mom's favorite band so i was like ah like my mom yeah. likes abba and the doors like, how can i like the doors <laughs> you know like yeah, they're like abba they're as bad as abba yeah like, that's of course, you also yeah. realize that abba is fantastic abba is one of the best bands ever to yeah. exist like I like I remember like we we really we saw Mama Mia when it was in like you know when it was in Toronto. It's a definite freaking awesome live performance. Yeah, it was. It's it's fun. It's a fun production, and you realize like those songs are just so huge. Like my sister, my my dad's uh, girlfriend at the time when we were kids, 
Like they were, they were like into Abbott. I was like, okay, sure. It's on the car all the time. Like, okay, sure. But in my head, I'm like, no, these melodies are ingrained in here. And these are incredible songs. Exactly. Uh, they're oh like, they're, they're definitely some songs in ABBA's collection that would be in my playlist of like, I can't not sing this song. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. Oh yeah. Like Mamma Waterloo. Mia <laughs> and Waterloo. Yeah. Oh my God. Waterloo is such a dope song. And I always hated Fernando, but I love Fernando. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a song that I hate because it's so catchy and so schmaltzy. It gets, it gets stuck in your so head, well. man. Cause it'll like, if I listen to that song, it's in there for like a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like a good thing. It's like you, you want to listen to it, but at the same time, you're like, I don't want it to be there for a week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there was something in the air that night. The stars so bright. Night left me. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're making me tremble with how sexually attractive your singing voice is. What can I that, say? That uh, folk yeah. icon in you is coming out. That celebrated folk icon. It, it just it just oozes its way out, I guess. Oh yeah, it oozes its way out. We were literally having a conversation before this about <laughs> how you were saying like, uh, "Where the air blows, country and folk blows my way," basically. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, where the air blows my way, you smell weed." <laughs> Matt Lucky, he's a cron don. Are you a cron don for twenty sixty nine? Oh, I'm a chronic four twenty sixty nine smoker. <sighs> With that batch bowl, baby. You got a poster of an alien taking a big bowl full on your wall? <laughs> uh, no, I have a, like one of those 1950s like looking faces, like kind of like, like from an ad. And uh, he's holding like a, a, a pipe and it says marijuana. Hey, at least it's not crack. Um, not a great way to look at drugs purchase <laughs> drugs but uh it's a poster it's a poster yeah it's a poster um yeah i i have one that says expand your mind and it's a so and it has like an alien with a with a third eye and there's some mushrooms behind it so that's pretty close that's 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 the vibe i was thinking that's yeah. what i was hoping to hear on yeah, the yeah. Wall. Here on the wall. <laughs> oh yeah and then i got uh have you ever seen the movie fantastic planet if you haven't it's something you need to watch after this podcast okay oh god fantastic planet is the most psychedelic trip like movie from the 70s it's uh it's an animated film made by a french artist and it's won a few awards uh but it's about these aliens on a planet where humans are basically pets no. and the aliens are giants and that's like that's like nightmare fuel for me i don't know if i want to watch this it's absolute <laughs> nightmare fuel if i tell you to look it up right now just like images of fantastic planet you'd be like oh my god what is this it's what inspired the beatles to make uh you know the, the beatles yellow submarine movie and why its art style is so derivative that way gotcha yeah, but it's it's you you'll see it and you'll be like, ah, oh, I see. Did you watch the Yellow Submarine movie? That one? You know what? I'll I'll be honest. I've never seen Yellow Submarine. Oh my god, dude! It's such a weird movie. <laughs> I I I I bet it is. I've heard I, it's 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 a movie of lore. It is. Um, my parents made me sit down and watch it when I was younger, and they were like, "Son, if you never take drugs, this is the closest you're gonna get." And I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty close." After I took drugs. 
Oh, I've seen I've seen pictures of this before. Fantastic planet yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, it's pretty I, cool. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and it's French too. <laughs> so it's extra terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody speaks French in it. But I, I have a poster of the uh, the young girl holding the boy in his in her hand above my computer. It's very terrifying when you walk into the studio and if you have never seen the film before people are just like what is that what is oh, this, what is that the, 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 the planet Savage, like, huh? yeah 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 oh yeah and then, fantastic planet oh jeez i got creepy i got a werewolf there's, London a, poster. there's a criterion edition of it uh, i'm i'm a member of the criterion channel Ooh. I, I subscribe, so maybe maybe it's on there. Maybe I can watch it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. See, I paid stupidly, like sixty bucks for the film, and then uh, oh, my edition. Yeah, yeah, and then my one buddy, he uh, he texted me and said, "Buddy, it's on YouTube," and I was like, "What do you mean it's on YouTube?" And he's like, "Well, since the statutory laws, uh, since it's from the '70s, like they just like it's just on YouTube and uh, it's just gonna be there forever, man." And I was just like, oh, okay. So I paid 40 bucks for a film that's already clearly available for free on YouTube. But, you know, I still supported the original art, I guess. And I got a cool poster out of it. So I'm happy for that. Hey, you got the poster. That's sick. Right. It was all for the poster. What, is the, what does the cover look like? Uh, the, DVD? the DVD has uh, a yellow front with a boxed uh like image of like the actual poster itself and then it says fantastic planet in red writing on the top and then it shows her um holding the boy in her hand i'm pretty sure cool i think i see it i think i see it i think i know the edition you have yeah how cool is that how cool is that you know you you like but it's there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah run the jewels are great I haven't, I haven't really spent much time with the new record yet. Uh, How is it? It's all right. It's pretty good. It's more Killer Mike than anything, which I have no issue with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Killer well, Mike LP wants to take the rim. Too, exactly. Right? And LP focuses mainly on the production. But, like, I can completely get why LP took this, this seat, you know, the back seat on this one, just because it was just a, a very political album. It was an album where, you know, uh, Killer Mike really wanted to get out a lot of points about where they stand politically outside of his activacy. Like he kept his activacy pretty much out of his music for quite a while. But I think that album was the point where he's like, nah, I'm done. Like we're going to talk about this shit in the music now. You know? Well, he's always been, it's, it's, it's spread throughout the discography. It's, it's there, but yeah, I, I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear. I, I got to spend more time with it because yeah, it's probably one of the best records of the year. I imagine. Definitely one of the better ones. Uh, another really good uh, album this year that came out and shook me and surprised me was Logic's new album, the one that he, well, his last album, I guess, supposedly. I haven't listened to that yet. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like very acoustic driven. The whole time he was, uh, while he was making the album, it took place over two weeks, and they were watching Cowboy Bebop, uh, Trigon, and uh, I think Akira on a loop. <laughs> just on three different oh, monitors and you you feel that vibe you feel that like they were totally watching cowboy bebop and they were totally watching trigon on a loop because all the music kind of coincides with 
that whole uh, lo-fi, almost jazz-inspired music. Uh, and they, they derivatively take that and then put it into his goodbye message in a way. And each song t breaks down one of his albums. So each song is specifically focused on like describing where he is at in his life now from that album. So he has like a one song about 1-800 basically. And if you remember his 1-800 album, that was about, you know, him contemplating suicide. And so the whole song is basically about like saying, I don't need that number anymore. You know, like I don't need that in my life. I'm completely happy. I'm content. And then he goes into saying like, you know, my music, like I don't know where to go with it anymore. Like I'm content with my life. I'm happy. And the only way I can produce music is when I'm not happy. And so it, he literally has another song about uh, him just straight up saying he just wants to be a baby dad. Like he just wants to take care of his baby. You know, he just wants to be a dad. He just wants to be a, a good old dad for once. So it's, a, it's just a good goodbye album. Yeah. You know, it's, good... did you listen to uh, chance the rappers, the big day? Yeah, that was a smooth album. It was fun. It was another record about being content. Like he was like, Hey, I just got married. I'm in love with love. I'm in love with my wife. Let's, exactly. I'm in love with my kids. Like, this is great. <laughs> it was, it was a pretty joyous record. I love when artists just make joyous albums that are just about how happy they are. <laughs> Cause it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel inspired to be happy. It's, you know what, in the, in today's age, but like, we're really to get like a modern pop album. That's not just like depression fuel. Because really sad sounding music is very of the moment too, but like yeah, like Billie Eilish and you know, well she's fantastic, yeah for sure. But uh, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, but like very down tempo sort of stuff. Yeah, like uh, e even when it's pulsing, it still has like a melancholic feel, like the weekend, you know. Yeah, I was just gonna mention the weekend. <laughs> they're they're really um, up there for that. Yeah, like it, it's cool to have like just genuine like bright records. Like bright poppy stuff. Uh, my new single, "All the Rage," is like a very bright poppy song. It's it's just like clunky keyboard, just like little bing bing. <laughs> it's not that high, but it's like it's cute little shit. And I I, I wanted it to be like some of my favorite like tween indie pop records. Yeah. Like you ever listen to the band The Pains of Being Pure at Heart? Yes, and they're awesome, and they're weird, and it's great. And they're poppy and they're sunshiny yeah. in the early stuff. Like, it's just, like, really bright and sunshiny. Did you ever listen to Hello Goodbye? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were, like, a pop-punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, they had that one song that, what was the, what was the big one? Uh, I like where you are when you drive in your car. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they put out this album called Would It Kill You? And it was the record after a lot of their pop-punk notoriety sort of died down. And it was like a sort of like a, a lower key release, but it was so bright, so fresh, so poppy. And I wanted to just have like a little bit of that bright poppy sound. So we got like a little drum machine going from like a little synth pad that we had set up in my music room here in the, here in the Royal City of Guelph. And just uh, you put that down, put down a little bright acoustic guitar and put down like four part harmonies at the end of the song. <laughs> the counteracting melodies. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real mammer jammer. I gotta say, Matt. I have to say, I'm when sick. I was, I was listening to the one, the EP you dropped today, it definitely gives that feel. It definitely gives off a very uh, upbeat jam where you, you know, it's you always give off a real anthem vibe in your folk. I don't know why. Like I just feel like 
you have this way about and even in your punk music you always like it's always each song has like a, a really moral theme to it that derives to almost uh, a specific person way it's like you're pointing out to that person saying hey you I'm talking to you you know and uh, yeah it just goes into um, like which one was it the uh, I think you literally don't you have a song like literally about an anthem like um, I think that was a uh, good Charlotte oh it was a good Charlotte <laughs> whatever <laughs> This is the anthem. Throw all your hands yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hilarious, Matt. I'm hilarious. I know. Boy in the Void. That's what I'm thinking of. You know? That's like you oh, said yeah. you're pointing out to somebody and saying, hey, you. <laughs> but it's also pointing out to anybody. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? That's, 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 there's sometimes where I'm talking to someone in the silence more like when I'm talking to myself. Yeah. It switches perspectives. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel like uh, your music emotionally uh, assists you in your life? Do you feel like I it's... Think it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't like it to be as uh, diaristic as, I, as it ends up being. But I, I, I obviously write very personal music. I, even when I'm obfuscating it like and making it more uh, yeah, dissonant. I I think that's the biggest thing you can tell between an artist who really cares about what they're doing and an artist who's just doing it for the check in a way like there's you can tell when an artist has this passion and um, way with words when they describe what they're going for in their music and uh, their lyrics. It's it's not like surface level thoughts, right? Like it's all thoughts that are pretty deep and uh, derive from their own soul in a way. And you definitely have that. I drive it from somewhere, you know? Yeah. Might as well be from this here soul, this certain soul. Huh? Get it? Because that's the song I have. Oh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to all the Ivan River super fans out in the crowd. <laughs> Celebrated folk family. <laughs> oh, man. I think uh, I think we're coming to a close here. I think we're going to wrap up this one here, man. I Sounds think... like a hoot. Sounds oh, like yeah. a hoot, Matt. Thanks for having me here. Honestly, I've had a freaking amazing time with you, Ivan, as always. It'd be great to have you on the show again. Uh, maybe when your album comes out, we can have you on again, and we'll we'll do, we'll just completely break down your album if you want. We can just talk about your songs. Let's do it. I'd love to come back. Absolutely. Well, this has been Ivan Rivers, uh, my good friend, my favorite folk, celebrated icon. And uh, do you have anything you wanna you wanna plug your Instagram or you wanna shout out you anybody? Can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. The Fallen Ivan, all one word, slash or at, and uh, get ready for the new EP. There's no such luck. Dropping on Devil's Night, Friday, October 30th. The new single, All the Rage, is available now, streaming everywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ivan. Once again, this has been fan freaking tastic. It's been a hoot, man. Thanks so much. I've, I've, I've had a I've had a great time. Thank you. Oh, I can't believe it's coming to an end. So soon. As we go on, we remember. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's not one of those songs I can sing on a whim, though. I have to like. All have it going. times we, we come on, stand together. together. <laughs>